0: Real people, real conversations over coffee. This is Meet Me for Coffee. Hey, this
1: is Tommy grazley aka Tommy Gun. Meet Me for Coffee.
0: How'd you come up with the name Tommy Gun?
1: Actually, it's funny. You ask that. My father actually pinned the name on me. He said uh, I was gonna. I started a band called No Justice, Just Us, and he said, "No, nah, no, nah, it sounds like a wedding band. You should be Tommy Gunn. And I went, "Okay, stuck." <laughs>
0: See, so he said, it sounds like a wedding band name, eh? Oh, yeah, wow.
1: my first band, yeah. The name, no justice, just us. So, it actually is a song off my first album.
0: And what age was your first band? Uh,
1: well, I started this. Uh, well, it's funny because I got a late, a kind of a late start in the fact of uh, having a band and everything because um, I wanted to raise my kids differently than I was raised, with a little bit more stability. And so uh, when they were old enough, that's when I started writing music and that was 2007 and uh, my first album, I released in 2013. And then of course this new one, I believe in love in 2020.
0: And uh, we talked about the uh, overall feel of uh, the new release. What, why did you choose the, the title you did? Because uh,
1: my life changed. Um, I met my wife and she changed my life completely. So, um, I, I came from, uh, not the greatest relationship in the end. And so, um, I was really kind of, uh, my heart was black. I was kind of, uh, in a hateful sort of way. And then, um, I, I met my wife a year later and she totally changed my life around. And, uh, so that's why I believe in love.
0: I believe in love too, man. Always give credit to your wife. Otherwise you're going to have some big trouble, dude. I came (laughs) up today and I had dinner ready for me, which is great. You know, you have that gratitude after going through those bad relationships in the past. And, you know, you always look at the fresh start to be something uh, that's a blessing for you. You know what I mean? And uh, I know your music career, you know, even though you started, uh, well, you started a long time ago, but you came out with your, I would call it solo project, right? It's, it's your, your music. This record has these, like the vinyl feel to it. Like, you know, when you listen to vinyl everything's so crisp and so smooth, let's talk about it. How long did it take to write it? Who produced it and where can people find it?
1: Yeah. Well, uh, I I wrote it relatively quick, um, quite frankly. uh, And it came together over a period of probably two years um, I produced it myself. I produced every song except for Richard, which was produced by Eddie Kramer. Um, uh, I recorded it at Rose Room uh, Studio in Toronto. And uh, yeah, it, uh, it, you know, there's, a, there's something to be said about classic rock. When I was a kid, classic rock was a sound. Now it seems like classic rock's 40 years old because nobody's making classic rock anymore. Well, Tommy Gunn's back making classic rock. And, and that's why it sounds so 70s, sort of, because I think it's, it's I mean, it goes from hate to love. It's a flow. And uh, yeah, I, I think it's a concept record, which were big in the 70s as well. So,
0: you know, I, I really enjoyed it, to be honest. Um, just truthfully, you know, supporting musicians. I have another show. And it's very hard to find a record that smoothly goes from beginning to end like yours did. And I've got to say for anyone listening or watching right now that go check this guy out. He's pretty good. And you'll be hearing more from him. I think you said you were doing another album after this.
1: Yeah, this uh, COVID-19. I wanted to tour, but uh, we've been on lockdown, so I wrote another album. So I planned on writing one anyways. I, I'm good, I met some really cool people in Los Angeles. I, I was there for six weeks just before all this stuff happened. And, uh, and they want to work with me. I want to work with them. So I'm going to do the next album in Los Angeles. and uh, Yeah, it's going to be fabulous.
0: And going back to the classic rock thing and uh, nobody's writing classic rock in radio where I spend pretty much a decade working in anything older than five years is considered classic. So nobody really understands the way they do things. There's a gold category. There's the recurrent category. There's the one hit wonder. I mean, if you could be a one hit wonder, like dude, like you could be set. I don't know how it works this time at this period in time in our society. But if you were a one hit wonder back in the eighties or the nineties, no much like money you'd have right now.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Especially in the U S and that's the market I want to hit, you know, and because I think rock is on a really huge upswing, man. And, uh, you know, I want to catch the wave and, uh, I want to ride it. And, but of course, you know, I, I was fortunate to work with some great people on this album, like fantastic iconic people on this album. You know, first of all, my friends, Mike King, who co-produced the album, he, he plays bass on every song. He's in a great band called Company of Strangers. Him and I have been friends for, since high school, and we we, we did, a, you know, he helped me a lot shape the album. And, you know, I had uh, Dale Harrison from the Headstones, you know, drummer play, uh, uh, former drummer of the Headstones, who he played on six tracks. Greg Godovitz I wrote a song with. Uh, Eddie Kramer produced this song. Um, you know, my father, you know, laid some unbelievable sax tracks on it. Uh, Kevin Fox is another guy who played cello on one track. You know, like the list goes on and on and on. John Bianchini on guitar, John LaCarrie, vocal, Joey Varga and Dan Fila on Junction 66, the metal song. Really uh, spectacular and talented musicians. So I was really fortunate, quite honestly.
0: Are you going to tour?
1: Well, I'm going to go across Canada, probably. I'm going to start at the Elma Combo. As soon as it opens, I'm going to get a date. And That's awesome,
0: then. man. I played there before. I'm really excited to see how they flipped it around.
1: Yeah. Well, Michael, he's on my album. That's how Eddie Crayer uh, produced the song, uh, played harmonica. Uh, I have been. I went to the sign hang party, and I went on a tour already through the Elma Combo. It's gorgeous. He sunk a lot of money into it. And, you know, the first month is going to be like unbelievable bands going through there. So, you know, I'm hopefully I can hardly wait to play it, actually, quite frankly. So,
0: well, maybe I'll make it up to that show, man. I've been meaning to take the World Rock Countdown on some type of venue tour. And, um, you know, originally well, really-
1: lucky to get a ticket, George. I heard it's sold out already. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, man, it'd be kind of cool, uh, you know see that place open up again of course you know stevie ray vaughn played there the rolling stones uh who else played there
1: my father played there with ray Materic. he did a great show there and uh you know i mean everybody and anybody you can think of has played there really april wine you know like all the great canadian bands all the great international bands you know frank zappa like i mean you can go on and on and on they've all played there matter of fact on the staircase going up he has names of all the uh He's, it's on their website. They have pictures of it, uh, names of all the people you know, who've played there pretty much.
0: So the, the Rolling Stones, they played on the upstairs? Is that where they played? They played – I'm not sure whether
1: it was upstairs or not, but they played there in 1977, and Eddie Kramer was on the mixing board, and, and uh, he, he, he uh, you know, was the engineer on the show.
0: I have a feeling that they're going to play there again.
1: Well, you know, rumor has it, you know. But yeah. it, rumor it, has it for the last
0: 20 years, they're going to play there again. So, yeah, yeah. I hope well, that happens, yeah, man. Feel, right? that, that was one concert I, I think I missed. I uh, missed out on the one at Beaver Creek this past summertime. Uh, yeah, right. Summer 2019. What am I talking about uh, this past summertime? We're actually almost into summer now. Uh, I know. What, are you, what are you doing to cope with uh, being home all the time, or are you home all the time?
1: Uh, you know, like I, I exercise with my wife, we run and stuff and uh, spin, spin bikes and stuff. So like I'm staying in great shape and uh, writing songs. So, you know, I'm ready to go. Like, like before, just before this stuff happened, the band was really tight and we're ready to go, you know. So now, you know, we're going to need a little bit of time to get back to jail again, a few rehearsals, I'm sure. And then we're, we're ready to go again. So like, uh, you know, I'm just a matter of when. That's it.
0: Who are some of your favorite vocalists? Your top 3.
1: Top 3 vocalists. Wow. Well, I would have to say uh, Robert Plant for sure was uh, one. Um uh you know, I would have to say uh Greg Godovitz Gatto. He's got a real um distinct voice. And uh, number three, I
0: don't know, my father, Uncle Dot. <laughs> you got you to pay credit where it's due, man. You know, uh, I keep appreciating, appreciating your, your roots. I mean, I think my, my top three would have to be, uh, of course, Robert Plant, Robert James Keenan uh, from Tool. I think he's very, very good. And, uh, well, right now it's uh, Tommy Vexed. I, from Bad wolves you know have you listened to that band before no i'll check them out though. that guy's so good like obviously you know he's been through a lot of ups and downs of his career you know with a lot of like, uh you know issues and incidences and stuff like that and uh, he also filled in for uh what's it called five finger five finger death punch when uh okay. like vocalist I had to go to rehab for a bit. So he's very well, well versed. I mean, obviously I just threw that in because I can't think of somebody else on top of, uh, on top of well, my another
1: guy. Another guy who's local, who's on my album is Joe Varga. Joe Varga has got a wicked voice. Unbelievable. He's doing a Bee Gees thing. Uh, and his voice is unbelievable, you know, and he can, and he, he has uh, quite the uh, quite the large, uh, you know, um, range.
0: So what do you like about Los Angeles as something that I can bond with you with, you know, um, oh, okay. uh, there's so people. many good places. Tree people. That's one
1: tree people. I used to see Gene Simmons and Shannon, uh, tweet every day almost when I went there and, uh, I like, I love the canyons, Calabasas, like the sagebrush. Oh my God. I love that place. Um, not so much the city, but, you know, West Hollywood, Beverly Hills, Bel Air, you know, those areas are gorgeous and uh, I love
0: them. And we have almost the, the same scenery here. If you hustle down, hustle down to uh Grand bend, which is our, our, our West coast of uh, our little province here in Canada. But you know, if you go to Los Angeles and you actually go around California, you want to go back and you think about it every day. Um, (laughs) And I've only been there three times and you know what? Like I still think about it that the beautiful highway, the lifestyle, how is it that, you know, we don't have the same, uh, is it, is the sun, the weather, is that why people are more motivated and, and, uh, it's more of an open environment down there. I mean, obviously I do radio. I also did music, but, more people are involved in there. They're more uh, able to understand you here. They, it's like, yeah, I'm, I'm a musician. Oh, 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 really? You're a musician down there. It's like, Oh, that's awesome. What band are you playing? They like, they have, they want to talk to you right here in Canada. It's very hard to get the word out about your band. You know, it's like, Oh, well, Tommy gun is playing. Okay. Well, I'll be there. Face- Facebook actually kind of ruined things for me because all of a sudden that uh, we went from like 200 people at our shows to, you know, you know, people saying maybe they'll be there, you know, and that's a very big thing for me because you can't bring people out, then, well, you're not going to be playing too much longer. Right?
1: Yeah. And I agree with you. The, The people in California seem to be a little friendlier. Um, I, and I tell you once you're there, you feel like, well, to me, I feel like I'm home. And the last time I stayed there, I stayed there six weeks and, uh, I felt home and we stayed in Bel Air. It was beautiful. My wife, you know, is a rare producer of featured film and television, her whole family are, and she has two brothers who live there, so um, uh, we go there quite a bit, and so, um, and now I have, you know, I made a lot of friends there, you know, and, and especially in the industry. So, um, you know, I'm anxious to get back there. I really am. You're right. You're totally right. And, uh, I'm hoping to to stay there for quite some time. That's the, that's the whole idea.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Same here, man, except I'll have to bring my family with me, but I I will tell you this, if we're there at the same time, we'll hit up a beach together. We'll hit up a place for a drink or of course, a coffee, you know? Um, and I'm also a big fan of the the Valley, you know, the, the drive through the mountains the little cool little towns, the houses, um, the food's good too, man. And, you know, just, uh, the whole feeling at home, you know, I, I belong in California and I, I think you know exactly what I'm talking about. And if anybody bids to California, they're shaking their head right now as well. So, you know, it's, it's very hard. It's like going crazy. You know, you got that same thought in your, in your head, but I, I really believe that your next album it's gonna be very hard to top uh, this this one you put out because it's, uh, funny, man. it's uh, like I told you, man. The tones in that in that record is like if you put that on vinyl, I think it will sound the exact same. So uh, it's gonna
1: be, it's gonna be. I'm gonna have it on hard copy when we do our live show. I just uh, released it digitally because I mean, look at all this stuff that's happened. It's just like there's nowhere to sell it anyways, right? So. Um, as soon as the live show goes, I'll have hard copies, some vinyl and CDs. And uh, I don't know, George. I mean, it's a great album, but I got a lot of great songs uh, to 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 write. And this next album is is uh, I'm, I think it's going to be honestly, I think it's going to be even better. So, but this one, you're right, is is a good one. I I'm very proud of it,
0: quite frankly. And, and you should be. You know, a lot of musicians put music out there, and obviously they're proud of their own uh, music, but, you know, having somebody else tell you that means the world, right? Like it's okay. There's my reassurance. This is good. And you know, I've discovered thousands of bands and it's like, you know, some bands have good music. Others, if I don't hear it in the first 15 to 30 seconds, then I'm just going to cut it. Right. That's how, that's how a radio programmer works. He just doesn't actually listen to your song. He just skims through it. Right. The first 30 seconds. Unless you got them, unless you hook them. Exactly. And on top of that, the way the market works now is you want to be on the radio, better pay us to be on the radio, right? Better pay somebody to put you on the radio. And I went through all that and, you know, it's a very stressful industry to be in. I have family who own record labels. I have uh, friends who are musicians who are trying to make it. And you know, they record albums and, you know, it's, sometimes it can be very, very, uh, you know, it puts you down a lot. Sometimes the music industry, just the way, you know, you post something out there, nobody listened to it, nobody clicked on it. So how do we get out? How are you going to get the name out for Tommy gun? Like, are you going to do it through the music? Are you going to do it through touring? Are you going to do it through, uh, publicity? Are you going to write a feature film? How to make, make it big in the, in the rock and roll industry, Cause that would be an awesome film, actually.
1: Well, I mean, to tell you the truth, I, I think that you gotta keep going, man. You gotta keep going, and if you keep going, eventually someone will listen. I mean, it has to be good quality stuff, you know. It can't be, you know, you know. It has to be top notch, and you know. So I try and surround myself with people who are top notch, and and yeah, I mean, like you know, I I do all of it myself right now. And uh, some people, you think I post too much or whatever, but I, I think that you know, like if you see it, you're gonna see it, and if it's not there, you're not gonna see it. So, um, I, I, I don't, I haven't, I haven't had the luxury of uh, being able to hire a whole team and and have someone do that for me. I've been wearing many hats myself. However, um, I think it's Tommy Gunn's name's getting out there, and like I said, when I surrounded myself with great, top notch, iconic people um you know more people are listening and so this next album in los angeles i'm 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 definitely gonna have some big surprises on that out you know so uh, like this one you know like greg Godovitz, it's like he lent himself not only did he co-write a song but he did some backup harmonies that were incredible you know and joey varga and like all these guys you know like so i was very fortunate to have them and so collaboration i think is a big key so and keep just keep going man that's it
0: you're on the right right track i think and you know hearing do you believe in karma at all
1: oh yes definitely
0: wow when we first started talking you said you know i i put off my music career a bit just to take care of my 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 child or how many kids do you have two
1: wow daniel and jeffrey they both live on the east coast and wow. they're adults.
0: How, yeah. how old are they they're older <laughs>
1: well, they're, I'm just a kid George your you
0: know, dad looks pretty young so uh, <laughs> you know what karma does come around and I believe in that more and more every day and I think you're, you're the, your best times are still ahead of you man and by the way School for Scoundrels that movie is freaking awesome dude oh. I see that poster behind you
1: yeah well there's a couple of them. there's that one too right
0: yeah those are, those are good movies, man. Yes, um, um, wife's in, family. In, close, in closing, tell people why they should listen to Tommy Gunn.
1: Well, I'm not a salesman, but I'll tell you, I let the music do the talking. And it's a sonic journey that takes you from hate to love in 35 minutes over four genres. It's something that you're not going to hear every day. And if you're into an um, experience of love, Um, then check it out because I think, I mean, I think the world needs more love. And I think if people were to be kind, more kind and, and loving towards each other, I mean, it would be a better place to live in. And we need that, especially now.
0: Tommy believes in love and so should you. And that's the title of the record. I believe in love, right? That's correct. Uh, You know, not a lot of love going around right now. You know, obviously a lot of people, you know, it's a, it's a very weird situation to be in, but you know what? The music thing really gets people into it. And there's tons of time now to listen to Tommy's record because you're at home and you're listening to Spotify and you know, maybe we can check out some of his clips. You know, it, I mean, it takes little to no effort to check out somebody's band. Yeah. And I'll tell you this, it's very good quality and you will enjoy it in closing. How do you take your coffee? Uh, I take my coffee
1: double-double, uh, really, actually. And it's actually, uh, I prefer um, Starbucks. Yeah, uh, oh yeah. There Americano Misto. That's how I like it. Americano Misto with two sugars. I love it. And, you know, foamy, extra foamy. <laughs> great,
0: great. You know, somebody has some taste. The last uh, uh, two interviews I did, Somebody, one guy's like, I I like tea. I don't drink coffee. It's like, Oh man. But you should probably
1: meet me for coffee, right? Yeah, exactly.
0: (laughs) What am I going to buy you? A juice? Would I take you out for coffee? Mm -hmm. I got to know. I got to know. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, your website, do you have a website?
1: Yeah. Tommygrazley.com. T-O-M-M-Y-G-R-E-S-L-E-Y.com.
0: Well, thanks for joining us on meet me for coffee.
1: Um, my pleasure, George. Thank you for having me, man. Good luck with your show, brother.
0: Thanks, dude.